Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this, guys? Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on this Monday edition of the show. Talking Super Bowl, talking the start of draft season. All 32 teams are now part of the mix. And Kyle, uh, we, uh, we welcome the Patriots, and more specifically, the Rams fans to draft season and of course yourself welcome to the show listen joe patriots fans get the hell out man like my goodness gracious you guys you are in like this peak experience of being a sports fan and um rams fans welcome we welcome you with open arms but patriots fans guys like just soak it in man i can't even imagine begin to imagine what this feels like. I can't even imagine what winning one feels like. I don't know what winning a playoff game feels like. <laughs> you guys have six Super Bowls since 2001? My goodness, man. Like, great game last night, though. Uh, yes, I am with you on that. I think that's kind of a, a, a take that I didn't know that we would both be on the same page with, both thinking that it was a great game because – it was different than I think what a lot of people were thinking in terms of the league is trending to this passing league and defense doesn't matter. Well, it does. The, the, sto- the story of this game wasn't Sean McVay and Josh McDaniels, these hot shot coordinators. Meanwhile, Zach Taylor and Cliff Kingsbury and Matt LaFleur are all getting head coaching jobs. This was about Wade Phillips, a thousand years old, and Bill Belichick, a thousand years old, having masterful defensive game plans. Whoa. That put both of them them they're both put both of their teams in position to win the game. Whoa, a lot of disrespect to my head coach Brian well, Flores. Now Joe. listen, I, I save the Flores talk because I have a I have something I want to give give you on that. I mean, it's cool. Like the broadcast pretending the poor guy doesn't even exist over there on the sideline, and he called the entire freaking game. But that's yeah. finally, yeah. Let's talk about the old guys. That's that's good with me. No, I think the, not necessarily the old guys as it is the not offensive guys, right? Like, Lewis Riddick, I thought he had the best tweet post game, and there wasn't many good tweets during or post. No, they, from they the were all terrible. It was the Twitter. Horrible. Twitter was hell on earth last night. I hated it. I never seen anything so bad. Uh, Lewis Riddick says, I have so much to say post game about this boring football game. It's It was a coaching masterpiece in terms of defensive fundamentals and patience, resiliency on offense. Be like water. Have no form. Do what's necessary to win. And my God, Bill, Bill Belichick and Brian Flores and company, all those guys, they did that. They had a masterful plan to stop Mahomes and Andy Reid in the championship game. They've adapted themselves all throughout the course of the season. And then, of course, the the game plan to slow down Sean McVay and Jared Goff. and Slow and down. Yeah, we well, shot him up three points, right? Yeah, yeah. Slow him down wasn't they the right word. Stuffed him in a locker, jeez, right. man. Yeah, and yeah, and look, um, I know it was also really popular last night to lo- talk a lot of trash on Jared Goff, but maybe we should like pump the brakes a little bit, right? Like, 
let's at least wait and see because it didn't look like anybody was open anywhere on the field last night for the Rams. Did, yeah, did not you know, feel there, like that. Nobody from what you could see of that football game, and obviously there's some follow-up that needs to be done here before you can say this with confidence, uh, nobody for the, the Rams, obviously the, the Brandon Cooks pass that Jared found late in the end zone that got broken up, that's going to be the one that everybody kind of points the finger. Uh, no, there was that one. Yeah, sure, there was that one. But what else was going on last night? The pra- the Patriots were bringing five guys, and the Rams couldn't block them if they left seven guys in the block. They just couldn't block up front. I think the Patriots ran the same stunt ten times and got pressure on probably eight of them. And they dared with, with the zone defenses that they were running, they dared Jared to throw down the field outside the numbers. And couldn't set his feet because pressure was in his face. Some of this blame has to go back on this coaching savant, Sean McVay, here, because they didn't make a lot of adjustments from what I saw. No, and honestly, the thing about McVay's offense is as brilliant as it is, it, it is really a lot of repeat stuff. It's a lot of same formations, and it's a lot of just relying on execution. And I'm not necessarily sure he's been the most adaptive guy throughout games or throughout the course of the season when things got a little bumpy this year. But, like, everybody wants to pounce on Jared Goff. Not every People want to jo- pounce on Jared Goff, 24 years old in the third season of his career. Yeah, like, even if we watch the All-22 and there were missed opportunities and maybe he did shit bricks, it doesn't write off his career. Like, this dude's have two sensational seasons back-to-back. He's in the Super Bowl, which is a very high pressure situation the world is watching it's two weeks of insane buildup you've got goliath on the other side of the field to beat like and your teammates didn't do you favors and your coach didn't do you favors Well, yeah like calm down like this team's going to be a problem for a long time in the nfc and it's just this patriots wave we have to ride it out whether you like it or not whether you're sick of them or not you have no choice but to ride it out and they're fucking great wow (laughs) <laughs> I love it, Joe. I love the uh, – what I don't love is you said that this Rams team is going to be a problem for a long time. Are they? I think that's an interesting conversation piece as we kind of look forward because the Rams loaded the deck this year, right? You know, they, yeah. they spent a ton of cash. They went out and got a couple of mercenaries and Dominic and Sue and – uh Marcus Peters with with his performance and what he's paid and the energy that he brings to the locker room. I don't know how sustainable the the Rams' current model is, especially because they're still riding the wave of a quarterback on a rookie contract. This team will look drastically different in two years. And I don't know how much of what they have right now, because think about the offensive line. Saffold is a free agent. Whitworth will be 38 next year. Uh, John Sullivan's 34, and he's okay, but he's nothing to write home about. They, they went out and paid Rob Hobenstein. You got Todd Gurley yeah, locked in. He was in. bad last night, too. Yeah, so well, sad. yeah. Jared Goff's got to get paid. They don't have any tight ends on the roster. Uh, defensively, you've got Aaron Donald locked in. Thank goodness. And Dominic and Sue, you will not be back. It's hard to imagine that. Their linebackers aren't good. They don't have a lot of pass rush unless they repay Dante Fowler. LaMarcus Joyner's a free – like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of flux for this team when you look forward. 
Sure, but I think I mean that's the challenge that Les Need has, right? As a general manager, he's going to have to start valuing the draft. He's going to have to start execute. You know, I mean, he's given up a lot of assets in the last several years, dating back to getting Jared Goff. I mean, there's things that has to be done. He has to draft well, right? He has to replenish the talent pool. But I, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I think, I think that Goff and McVeigh are going to be fine. I think they're going to get better. I think the, the, the nucleus is in place and that's what, I mean, that's what the great teams can do is there can be interchangeable pieces and they'll just have to continue to find them. Like I, I I'm not sure that I'm ready to say that the Rams are going to get lost in the N- NFC shuffle here anytime soon. I don't know about getting lost in the shuffle, but one of the things that I wrote when I made predictions and I did pick the Rams to win a closely contested game was because their windows right now, and it's hard to imagine what the window looks like two years from now. Like, I hear what you're saying. You got a young head coach, you got a young quarterback. But with this group, this was the shot. And yeah, I think yeah, there's sure. there's going to be a lot of turnover on the roster in the next two years. So that's just, that is something I'm worried about. But at the same time, uh, we we talk about roster turnover and the Patriots do it every year and uh, I think this was the game and this was the season for me that really kind of cemented like Bill Belichick, hands down, no question the GOAT. Like a lot of people already kind of felt that way. But to see Belichick with this team and the coaching job that they did and Tom, careful, Tom really wasn't that good this year. But they still went out, won 11 games, won the Super Bowl. Um, A lot on the backs of a defensive team that was kind of pieced together. Took a lot of underachieving veterans. Guys like Danny Shelton, Kyle Van Noy. uh, Those types of players really. uh, J.C. Jackson, a guy from from Maryland that I believe he went undrafted. And uh, was was a key piece in the secondary. Just like you look all over the roster, it's like, dude, like, how do you guys do this every year? And it's Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, I I, re- I understand your comments about Tom. I don't necessarily think like it was his greatest statistical or not statistical greatest performance uh, this year. But I think he's the right quarterback for the team, right? And so sometimes it's not necessarily about how great he plays individually; it's how he fits the team and. I mean, I just – he's the right guy. I mean, I think if you just put a different quarterback in and say it's all Belichick or it's whatever percent Belichick, then I don't know that all of this happens because I think Tom Brady has a, a role and an importance on this team that transcends necessarily every throw that he makes. If that yeah, makes I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to minimize Brady's legacy, but as far as like this season, like you can't sit here and tell me Tom – had a great season this year. I don't think he played particularly well in a lot of instances. No, that's. I think that's fair. I think that is fair. Um, do you feel like the Dolphins were a big winner last night? With because this is what I want to get to this Brian Flores thing. Uh, you know, you were certainly on the Chris Richard train for him to be the head coach, and Flores. I mean, he called the plays was a big part of the game planning. I, I mean. It almost feels like the real winners last night were obviously the Patriots, but then like the Dolphins, because you like to think that Flores is a more exciting option than maybe you did two weeks ago. 
Well, I think it's it's kind of like a fun angle to take, right? It's like, oh, everybody's going out and hiring the next Sean McVay. Then Sean McVay shits the bed in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and Brian Flores is like against the grain, and he's the one that kicked his butt. Like, but no, I'm not going to be a prisoner in the moment because I, I really feel like uh, the head coaching type, as I've personally experienced, is as you're looking for head coaches, like. So much more of it comes down to your interpersonal skills and your your ability to establish a, a quote-unquote culture, right? And I know those are kind of cliche buzzwords, but at the same time, like Adam Gase was uh, the prom queen and the Dolphins took him home right. and they won 10 games and then they stunk. And Joe Philbin was super buzzy, hot name, offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers and the Dolphins took him home and he talked about how he wanted to run all this no huddle and then he thought Ryan Tannehill was too dumb to do it, so they didn't run any no huddle at all. And when they did, it was good, but they refused to do it. And it's just like, so I don't want to be a prisoner in the moment and be like, wow, like Brian Flores kicked McVay's ass last night. Like, what a great hire for the Dolphins. I'm really looking forward to hearing his press conference today and hearing him kind of talk because I want to hear about the intangible stuff, right? Like, X's and O's, like all these guys, I don't want to say all these guys, but a lot of these guys at this level are very good at the X's and O's. You still get some nepotism and, and guys that are there because they, you know, family, friends, or my dad's a coach or whatever. But by and large, a lot of these guys, they don't get to this point by being like football IQ stupid. They're all football IQ smart. Now, yes, it was a masterful game plan that they put on display. But at the same time, like I said, I don't think McVay adjusted all that much at all. So I don't want to give the Patriots too much credit because they said their game plan, which was terrific. And the Rams did their job for them because they never made them adjust anything. So, I mean, the, the only adjustment the Patriots made was they decided late in the game, they wanted to bring eight guys in pressure one time and golf through a lollipop. They got picked off against off coverage on a vertical shot down the field. Like you just don't do that. Uh, I have a gripe. Julian, like Edelman should, should, Julian Edelman should not have been the MVP of that game. I know he had 10 catches, 141 yards. He was probably the best offensive player in the game. But the Patriots held the Rams to three points. This was about the defense. This was about Stephon Gilmore, in my opinion. Five tackles, three pass breakups, interception, forced fumble. Uh, I Held this high-flying Rams offense to under 200 yards passing in the year 2019. I think I, I just I, – it had to be a defensive player. Maybe Deonta Hightower made an impact as a pass rusher of all things. Yeah, that was weird, right? <laughs> Didn't he have a pass? Right. Didn't he almost have an interception too? Like he yeah, dropped yeah. one that was like right, right in his hands. And he had two, he had two sacks. Bizarro game for Hightower. Two sacks and three quarterback hits. Deontay Hightower. Super Bowl against the Rams. You, you know who else had a great game last night defensively? Who's that? My guy John Simon. Yeah, he yeah, well he's uh, all grit team, man. He I yes, love he that is. dude. Yeah, he is. He is. But I are you good with Edelman as the MVP? Do am I just I just I everybody knows I'm an Edelman hater because he's an asshole. Yeah, I, I mean like... let's 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 start working on the Hall of Fame bus for Edelman oh. right now. <laughs> Is there a worse narrative in sports right now? 
Like I, Julian I don't know Edelman, what it's about. Shoe, shoe in Hall of Famer. Oh my goodness! Now he wants yeah. Super Bowl MVP as an undrafted quarterback out of Kent State. Hold on, my my producer's pulling up the stats. Okay, he's had like three good seasons. Four. He's had four good seasons. Uh, he's played nine years. Has less than five hundred catches. Four hundred ninety nine. 5,390 yards, averages 10.8 yards a catch, and has 30 touchdowns in nine years. Shut the, average, like the hell of- uh, Shut the hell up. <laughs> he averages like 600 receiving oh yards a year. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what this is about. Look at his, his quote-unquote peak, right? Because they talk about like as Hall of Famer, you should be like one of the best at your position over like a four- or five-year window. Uh, his peak since 2013 – uh, 105 catches for 1,056 yards, six touchdowns. 2014, 100 or 92 catches, 972 yards, 10.6 yards a catch, four touchdowns. 2015, 61 catches, 692 yards, seven touchdowns. 2016, 98 catches, 1,100 yards, 11.3 yards per catch, three touchdowns. Missed 2017. Now 32 years old. 2018. 74 catches, 850 yards, 11.5 yards per catch, six touchdowns. Stop the madness. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even. I don't know why it's a discussion. I don't know why. I don't know, but Adam Schefter put it out into the universe last night, and I don't <laughs> know if I can forgive him for it. Shouldn't, Kyle. He shouldn't. Uh, he's just – and the thing is, his role – what probably – the numbers aren't good, all right? But, like, his role has been filled by any other player in the world. I mean, we saw Wes Welker do it. We see Danny Amendola do it. Julian Edelman, like, it's not a special role. It's just that the Patriots have done a masterful job for 20 years, and nobody can stop it, of clearing out zones and getting a situation where a little slot receiver has an option route on a linebacker. And they find space, and Tom Brady hits it over and over and over and over again. And as soon as you take somebody and stick him in between the hashes, then they throw the swing pass to the running back, and they get eight <laughs> yards every time. 20 years, brother. Can't yeah. be stopped. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Can't be stopped. Can't be replicated. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i at a loss. And listen, the, the, the whole argument for Edelman Hall of Fame is going to come down to the fact that the last four times Edelman has played – in the playoffs, he has 26 catches, 17 catches, 21 catches, 26 catches. But in 11 games, the last four years of playoff games for Julian Edelman, he has 11 games. He has two touchdowns. Let's put it to bed. It's got to stop. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even understand it one bit. Okay, so as we wrap this up, Joe. Congratulations to the Patriots, right? What are you going to do? You just tip the cap. That's all you can do. Yep. Stop trying Um, to discredit their legacy. Stop trying to be upset about it. Ride the wave, people. It's going to end eventually. I don't know when. Brady's going to play until he's 45, whatever. Like, there's no sense in getting worked up. They're great. It is what it is. Is Gronk retiring this year? God, I hope so. I think so. I think he's done. Physically, (laughs) I mean, he... He looks washed. His back pedal's trash these days. Can't tackle. Well, I, can't can't tackle. That was, that was a that was a safety <laughs> joke. You didn't you didn't pick up. 
Uh, I would bet that Gronk retires, though. Joe, but I will ask you this. Brady Belichick, if you, if you could get one, which one would it be? For what period? Like, I don't understand. No, 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 no. If you could get one to retire this year, which one oh, would you rather have retire? Yeah, I, 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 it's got to be Brady. No, nope. yeah, I, I get it. I know you're on that side of the fence, man, but I just – I. Let's hope it materializes one way or the other. Yeah. We can figure out who's right. I would they're love not. to see it. They're not. They're both back, brother. They're, they're, Stop. they're, they're going to go together. They're going to go. It's going to go together. And I, you know, I what better time they're right now? You guys go out on yeah. top. They won't do it. it won't Just happen. go out on top, guys. No. Please. For the rest of us, let us have some. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the Draft Dudes podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with Takes on Takes. And uh, throughout the rest of the week, we're going to be continuing our series of uh, podcast scouting reports on offensive and defensive prospects for the 2019 NFL Draft. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Joe is at the Joe Marino. We'll talk with you guys tomorrow. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.